So this message was kind of inspired by, well, Catherine bought me a little bottle of uh, perfume, a little bottle of oil at, at Christmas time called True Comfort. And well, actually, um, the, the sermon was inspired by the Holy Spirit, but confirmed by that little bottle last night, I realized the name of it coincided with the sermon title that we'd chosen. Um, so this message is called True Comfort. And um, maybe if you could go to uh, Psalm 18, we'll be there quite a lot. And sort of following on from what David said last week about that message, uh, strengthen the churches that, uh, that we lingered on, about how to strengthen the churches. I was thinking about the word comfort in the true sense of the word. Two Latin words make up the word comfort. Come and fort, which means with and strength. And the true sense of this word comfort, true comfort, means that he is with us to make us strong. He comes to us and makes us strong. So just to quote Amy Carmichael, she says, Comfort is not soft, weakening commiseration. It is true, strengthening love. So I want to talk this morning about true comfort, true, strengthening love. Like we all like the soft, fluffy, cosy comfort. These girls are wrapped up in blankets this morning and we've got snuggly socks on and everyone loves the fluffy, cosy comfort. But I don't know about you, but I would prefer and need more this true comfort, this strengthening comfort from God. And there are many names of God, as we know, in the Bible. And... Um, I was just thinking this morning and this past few days about how Paul calls God in, in 2 Corinthians. He calls him the God of all comfort. The God of all comfort. And we haven't come to Psalm 18 yet. We'll come to that in a wee minute. But in John 14, in the old King James Version, um, I'll just look it up. And you can if you want, but keep your finger in Psalm 18. In, in John 14, verse 15, Jesus is comforting his disciples. And he says to them, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth I will give you another comforter to help you and be with you forever the spirit of truth and that word there is translated in my NIV as advocate in the amplified it uses the the word strengthener which I love but the Greek word is actually the paraclete 
which means the one called alongside to help. He is with us to help us, to strengthen us. He's the comforter and he brings true comfort, this true strengthening love. And he's the one called alongside to strengthen and to help. He's the strengthener. And these guys, um, as I've been out uh, very often, out either at links or in um, church due to our weak internet, um, David has been doing his own work, but he's also been overseeing the homeschooling and they've been disciplined um, to go most days for a, I'm afraid to say it, a W-A-L-K. Um, and why I, I can't say it because we'll be tormented by two these two in front of me um, who are very sensitive to that word W. So um, yeah, so every day they would go, whether it's at lunchtime or in the morning, they would go up um, the road. And on our road, there's a very, very steep hill. And everyone loves going on this W except Sarah. Sarah's legs are maybe a little bit shorter. She loves exercise, but she's just not a big fan of W's. So, but she usually is persuaded to go and they, they get wrapped up and they make their way up to the, the hill. But at the bottom of the hill, there's a bit of a, a sort of a regrouping. And Samuel takes Bonnie on her lead and Rach takes Pippin and David comes alongside Sarah <laughs> and he becomes her paraclete. He comes alongside and he doesn't push her up the hill, he doesn't drag her up the hill but somehow just that coming alongside helps her to get the strength to go up that hill and it's just a good picture of us on our journey. Sometimes we feel like how are we ever going to get up that hill? How are we ever going to take another step? And we need, in those moments, we need true comfort. Not soft, fluffy comfort, but we need that true strengthening comfort of our God, the paraclete, the strengthener, and the true comforter. And um, we'll just go over to Psalm 18 now. It's hard reading Psalm 18, um, in this form, in this kind of preaching in your front room form, because I'm really, it's my favorite. Um, I think it's one of my favorite Psalms and one of my favorite verses is right in the middle of it. And it's so powerful. But just gonna go, I'll pick out bits of it. It's quite long, but we'll start at, at the start. This is a victory song of David. So he would have sang this song um, when he had been delivered from the hands of his enemies and from the hands of Saul. A victory song. And you can nearly sense he was on a high when he sang it. And he says, I love you, Lord, my strength. I love you, Lord, my strength. And he declares, the Lord is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He's my shield and the horn of my salvation. He's my stronghold. I call to the Lord who's worthy of praise and I've been saved from my enemies. 
The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. I was overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Have you said that lately? The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. And from his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. The father hears the cry of distress of his children. There's something about that distress cry. Going to verse 16, he reached down from on high and he took hold of me. Just love that language. He took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in my day of disaster, but the Lord was my support. I looked up that word support and it comes from a root word to lean on. We can lean on him. Remember um, a few years ago, I, I was under an awful lot of pressure and ended up in a period of what we'd call burnout. It was a really horrible time, a time um, where I, I suppose I was exhausted in every way and I'd taken its toll on my body as well as, as my soul. <laughs> And I remember saying to David, um, I, need, I just need to get strong again. And he looked at me and he said words that I, I just always remembered. He said, he said, no, he said, you need strengthened. You don't need to be strong. You need to be strengthened to receive the strength of God. And maybe some of us are feeling weak and tired and overwhelmed and distressed this morning or like there's a hill in front of us and what we need is not to muster our own strength or to um, pull ourselves together as such what we need is the true comfort that comes from the strengthener that comes from our paraclete the one that comes alongside to help us and verse 29 is my one of my absolute favorites um, and many many times whenever I've been had something difficult to face or a difficult conversation or something hard happening whether it's in work or in other contexts this verse the Holy Spirit just brings it to mind and it's it's circled and it's underlined and starred um, in every Bible I have and it says, with your help, I can advance against a troop. With my God, I can scale a wall. And in my margin, I've written, I can with you, Lord. You see, with him and with his help and with his true strengthening comfort, we can do stuff that we could never do on our own strength. You could do what you, what you never could think you could do on your own. I want to just um, tell you a wee bit about my, my cousin just for a few moments. My cousin David who passed away in November. This man had a really remarkable life. I w I'd like to just share a wee picture of him. This is the advantage of Zoom. I can share a screen. Oh, can't. 
Daniel, I'll keep talking. If you can make me the host, I'll share a wee picture of... You're the, you're the host now, Linda, sorry. Yeah, no, ahead. no, that's grand, thank you. It's no bother. Um, so I want to just show you this wee picture of my cousin David. David lived a really remarkable life. He, I mean, I, I watched his, his funeral. Um, it was recorded and streamed live. And I watched it more than once and it was the most powerful and moving thing. Um, and I found myself praying to God and I said, Lord, teach me, teach me through David's life. Show me what you want me to learn from his life. Because he led a really remarkable life. And this was a man who, had, who was severely disabled with um, a condition called athetoid cerebral palsy, which meant that he couldn't talk and his body went into spasms, his muscles went into spasms. And he used a little um, letter board to communicate. And this is a man who came to know Jesus and he was described in the funeral service as Mr. Independent. He did so much despite his weakness in his body. He achieved so much and he lived quite a full life, a remarkable life. From becoming head boy of Fleming Fulton School to getting many, many qualifications, to traveling the world, to setting up a travel company for disabled, for people with disabilities called Able Travel. He met Mother Teresa, he met the Queen, he lived a full life and he loved Jesus and he was, he was Mr. Independent but he was dependent on Jesus and he lived this life where he knew the paraclete, he knew true comfort and true strength and he did stuff that he could never have done on his own. And he chose the songs for his own funeral. And I want to just share with you a song that he chose, which you may not know. It's a very old song, but it's powerful. And I've just highlighted the, the um, chorus. And it says, ask the Saviour to help you, comfort, strengthen and keep you. He is willing to aid you and he will carry you through. And as I asked God to speak to me through David's life, this is what I heard. Let the Saviour help you. Don't try and do it on your own. Let him comfort you with his true comfort. Let him strengthen you and keep you and hold you. And he is willing to aid you. Lean on him and he will carry you through. Verse 30, it says, As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. Who is God beside the Lord? Who's the rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. 
He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and he causes me to stand on the heights. Who wants to have feet like the feet of a deer? Who's thinking of Mr. Tumnus? It's hard not to whenever I read that verse. But I was just thinking, what does that mean? Feet like feet of a deer. It means sure-footed, undeterred by impassable terrain. Not stumbling and falling all over the place, but steady in precarious climbs. We can have steady feet like the feet of a deer because he's there to hold us up and he's there to strengthen us with his true comfort. Verse 34, it says, He trains my hands for battle so my arms can bend a bow of bronze. See, often there's, very often, if not nearly always, there's purpose here. You know, he, he's the God of all comforts and he comforts us. Paul says he comforts us so that we can then comfort others. He strengthens us with the true comfort, the true strengthening comfort, so that we can strengthen others with that true strengthening comfort of God. In 2003, I have, I had a, 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 I was in a difficult position and I remember sitting in a windowsill and um, I asked God to get me out of a position I was in, a situation I was in. And I said, God, I can't do it. I was under so much pressure. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying to me that he wasn't going to take me out of it, but he was going to train my hands for battle so that my arms would be able to bend a bow of bronze. That was back in 2003. And I have it written in my old Bible that I was using at that time. And I have it dated. And after God spoke that to me, um, that evening, someone sent me that very verse in a text message and just confirmed it to me that, that I was going to go on, but God was going to use this to train me for battle. And if you think about how in the natural we get strong, it's often through resistance training, um, going up that hill, strengthening our muscles. And God can strengthen us through the battle and often he will give us a clearer picture of who he is in it a new perspective of who he is and who we are so hold tight to him and receive his strengthening power and be held up by god verse 35 it says your saving help is my shield and your right hand sustains me and that sustains it means held up by god he holds you up and it says, your help has made me great. And it's not great as in, oh, what a great person I am. It's great as in increase, not shrinking back, being all that he has called you to be, being the full you, living a full life with his help as he holds you up. Verse 36, it says, you provide a broad path for my feet so that my ankles do not give way. And what does it mean when your ankles don't give way? It means you can keep going. <laughs> you can keep going. He helps you to keep, go keep going with his true strengthening comfort. Not the fluffy, soft comfort, but the true strengthening comfort that comes alongside 
and he strengthens you and helps you to keep going when you don't think you can, when you think you're finished, when you think you can't face it, when you think you can't even get up in the morning. He comes alongside you to help you and to comfort you with his true strengthening love, his true strengthening comfort and power. He wants to strengthen you. He wants to hold you up. There is strength for you, for me, for you, for each one of you, for what you're going through. There is comfort for that, for that thing that's popping into your head right now. There is comfort for that, true comfort, not a soft, fluffy comfort, true comfort because this true comfort it strengthens you for your battle it strengthens you for your next step for the next day for your next client for your next phone call for your next conversation your next decision it strengthens you to get up in the morning when you just want to pull that duvet up that true comfort will strengthen you and say come on you're not on your own we can do this it strengthens you in your suffering when you feel like you're at the bottom of a hill and you're in agony, whether that's emotional or physical or even spiritual. And you don't feel God nearby. It's that sort of strength. It's that sort of true comfort. It's, this, it's the true comfort of God in your waiting, that agonizing wait. You're waiting. You're waiting to hear God. You're waiting for that answer. You're waiting for that desire to be fulfilled. It's that comfort that says, come on. I'm with you in this waiting. It's that strength for you, that true comfort in your calling when you know you're called to something, but everything in you wants to run away from that call because it's too painful and it's too hard. And the enemy comes and says, flee away, hide away and, and stop speaking, stop, stop serving God, stop putting yourself out there, stop loving it's that comfort that says, no, come on, you can do this. You're called and I'm with you. And I'm going to comfort you and strengthen you and enable you and empower you with my true comfort. Not a fluffy, soft comfort, but the true strengthening comfort of God. It's the strength and the comfort of God that helps you to try again when you've messed up and you're beating yourself up. And you feel like you're stupid and you feel like you can't get up again and you're too embarrassed and you can't try again. It's the comfort that comes and says, come on, up you get. I'm with you. I love you. And you can do this. You can get up. You can try again. And I have needed every one of those comforts of God. I have felt that and I have heard him say to me, come on, Linda, keep going when I have wanted to hide away, when I have been so embarrassed that I never want to, to speak again, when I have felt my heart so heavy that I can't love again and I can't trust again, God has said, yeah, come on, you can. Keep loving, keep trusting, keep opening your heart. Come on, we can do it because you're not on your own. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians Verse, chapter 1, Paul, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's a new revelation of God through what he's been through. He's been through absolute nightmare. He has a new revelation of God. He's the Father of compassion. But not only that, he's the God of all comfort. 
verse 4 of 2 Corinthians 1, it says, who comforts us in all our troubles, all our troubles, so that, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. He strengthens us with his strengthening, true comfort, and then we comfort and strengthen others with that true strengthening comfort. I love it. He gives us strength so we can give strength to others. Paul knew pressure. Paul knew distress. But he realised that God is the God of all comfort. And if you're not, if you haven't already gone there, let's just quick take a wee quick look at 2 Corinthians 1. Verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. What's he been through? Verse 8. It says, We don't want you to be uninformed. Brothers and sisters, about the troubles that we experienced in the province of Asia, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. If you've been under pressure, that is so great that you feel you cannot take it. I can't take any more. Far beyond your ability to endure. So that we despaired even of life itself. Have you been in that place? where you think, I cannot take any more. You've despaired even of life itself. He felt, indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. I am finished. Never said those words, even in your head. I'm finished. But this happened so that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. lean on him I'm nearly finished but maybe just go to Psalm 23 that lovely Psalm about the good shepherd the Lord is my shepherd and you probably know exactly where I'm going with this Verse 4, it says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. How can a rod and a staff bring you comfort? That sounds strange. But it's significant. The rod and the staff. I, I know a couple of shepherds, and I think there's a few shepherds on the call here this morning. And I've never seen Wayne in the field with a, with a rod or a staff. Maybe you do have one, Wayne, I'm not sure. But in the Middle East, the shepherd would have had a rod and a staff and they were very significant. And it would have been normal for the shepherd to have the rod and the staff. But how can a rod and a staff bring us comfort in the true sense of the word? Remember what comfort is, this true comfort, this true strengthening comfort. 
a rod and a staff. Well, the staff symbolizes the loving kindness of the Good Shepherd. It's his constant care, his guidance and his loving presence. And sometimes as his sheep, we can have our heads down, munching at the grass. And we don't realize that if we look up, we'll only look up, we'll see that the, the staff and the rod are there and the shepherd is there and he's very close. But our heads are down and we're in our own world. Um, all we can see is the grass and our own stuff. But if we just look up, we will know the true strength and comfort of the Good Shepherd. And we'll realize that he's there. He's alongside to strengthen and to help us. We should always be comforted by their, the staff and the rod. The shepherd who wields them is strong, competent and trustworthy. He is ever present with his sheep. He's able to defend them and watch over them through all the dangers that they face. And the rod, the rod symbolizes his strength and his protection, his authority as the shepherd, the chief shepherd, the good shepherd, the shepherd who never leaves us, the shepherd who is out in front of us, who is watching over us. And he is strong and powerful. And he is there with us and he loves us. And he is not he is not intimidated by the enemy, as sometimes we are. And I got this revelation of God a few years ago as I was working in um, working with people and working in probably spiritual warfare in many cases. Um, I remember someone telling me it was, it was a, a former alcoholic. He told me that he had joined AA and he had been told, uh, first thing you got to do, he said, they told him is go and get yourself connected to a higher power. You need a higher power. So this guy, he went away and thankfully the higher power that he got connected to was God. He, he, he became a Christian. He was born again and he got connected to the highest power. And I got this revelation from God that, yes, there are higher powers. You read about them in Ephesians. It says, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. So there are higher powers. There are evil spirits. There are demons. But we are connected and our God is the most high God. He's not a higher power. He is the highest power. And that rod symbolizes his mighty power and his mighty strength. So don't be intimidated. Don't be intimidated by evil. <laughs> be connected to the most high God and keep close to the, the powerful shepherd of God. And remember who he is. He's... He's the most high God. Keep close to him and lift up your, your head and realize that he is with us. Just as we are, are drawn to a close here, um, I just want to share <laughs> the words of a poem that I absolutely love. 
and it's by Jared Manley Hopkins and it's also the title of a book by Eugene Peterson, Christ Plays in 10,000 Places. And the line of the poem, it goes, Christ plays in 10,000 places. He's, he's lovely in limbs, lovely in eyes, not his, to the Father through the features of men's faces. He plays in 10,000 places. He's closer than we think. His comfort is closer to you than you realize. Sometimes true comfort shows up in unexpected ways. I mean, very often it's, it'll come to us as we're reading the word. We'll, we'll feel ourselves strengthened and we'll, we'll feel the Holy Spirit bringing a word to us that will bring true strengthening comfort to us and will just um, will help us and breathe life into us. But sometimes this true comfort comes in unexpected ways. It might come through a friend, through words of a friend. It might come through a song or through a look from a stranger. A friend of ours led her precious husband to rest just, I think, 12 days ago now. And yesterday she... She shared something really beautiful. She wrote a blog and she shared about the agony and the pain that she's been through this past couple of weeks. But she shared about the comfort of God and it was beautiful. And the title of her blog was, the title of the little, the little passage that she'd written, it was, I am accompanied. And I just thought that that is beautiful. That says it all. That sums everything up that I want to say this morning. Because there's one that comes alongside to help. And so she'd, she'd entitled it, I am accompanied. And a couple of wee lines, if I could just share a couple of wee lines of what she wrote. She was writing about how she'd experienced the presence of God, the comfort of God, through kisses from dogs, through hundreds of birds swarming me, through heart-shaped rocks on the beach, and through the warm embrace of the sun shining on me. You see, Christ plays in 10,000 places, and he's closer than we think. And he wants to comfort us, and he wants us to know that we're there, and we don't have to do it on our own, and we can lean on him, and he's there to hold us up. And that is true comfort and that is God's true strengthening love. And just maybe pray for us all as we close. I just thank you, Lord, for your wonderful, true comfort, your strengthening love. Thank you for the paraclete, the one that comes alongside to help us and to carry us when we feel that our, we can't go on. Lord, I thank you for your true strengthening comfort. And I pray that right now, Lord, right now, every single person listening, God, whether on this call or beyond that, that every single person listening to my voice, God, would know your true strengthening comfort right now, Lord, as you come alongside to help. 
receive his strength, receive his comfort for whatever it is that you are going through. Open your hands, open your heart. Just receive the life of God and the comfort of God and the strength of God right now. In Jesus' name, amen.